0: Well welcome everybody. Today is July 30th of 2021. It is a Friday, TGIF, and we are on my second episode for Mama Don't Break. I am just so humbled and thrilled that I even had one listener, let alone as many as I did. So I am back. I asked you guys what you wanted to hear about. And you guys responded, and the overwhelming responses were pretty much the same. A lot of you really want to know about Nathan's father, why you don't see anything about him on any of my social media channels, and a lot of you want to know about my weight loss. I have lost over 100 pounds in the last year, so I am more than willing to discuss both of those with you, and we will be doing that today. And then in the future, I plan on bringing other creators into this shenanigans that we got going here. My goal is to get set up with some better microphones, and once I do that, we will be able to collaborate with some amazing people. I have a list going of awesome creators that I know you guys would love to hear from, and I plan on getting that going as soon as possible. So... If there's any questions that you guys want to have me ask creators, you want to know about creators, myself included, please send those questions to mamadontbreak at gmail.com. Again, that is mamadontbreak at gmail.com. If this is your first time joining me, my name is Shelby. I also go by the social media handle mamadontbreak. That's mama underscore don't underscore break. Unless you are following my TikTok backup account, there is no underscores in that one. That is still me though. Mama don't break on TikTok with no underscores is my backup account. I had to create a backup account recently because TikTok keeps on banning me for spreading sex and body positivity messages. I need to get better at innuendos because apparently I am too blunt and straightforward with my messages on sex positivity. But, I just celebrated my 50k mark thanks to you guys. I still cannot believe 50,000 of you want to follow me and hear what I have to say. But, I think that's a little bit of an incentive to not have my account permanently banned. Therefore, I have decided that most of my sex positivity and sex education talk will be done through Instagram. And I will reserve TikTok for more of my parenting and comic work. At least I think I'm funny. I don't know if I really am funny, but I guess all that matters is that I think I'm funny, so. Anyway, if you guys do not follow me on social media, I would love to have you. Again, that is mama underscore don't underscore break. And if you would like to send me an email with questions or just suggestions for things that you would like to see on my podcast, you can reach me at mama don't break at gmail.com. And that email account has no underscores. So with that being said, we are going to go ahead and get right to it. I guess we will start at the very beginning because the very beginning is a wonderful place to start, right? Becoming mama. I was not always mama. A couple years ago, I was a very selfish girl who just lived for herself. I actually was struggling a lot in my personal life, I was going through a breakup. In the summer of 2018 out of respect for him I'm not going to go too much into it but long story short I did not treat him the way that I should have at the end of the relationship I probably should have let him go sooner than I did and instead of doing that I got bitter and angry and needless to say he left me and I did not take it well so I went out partying and going to the bars and doing my thing and using my body to try and forget about the emotional trauma that I was going through in the past before that relationship I had always used sex to gain love and now I was using sex to forget about love which was not healthy in any way shape or form and I knew that and finally I decided to take a moment and step back and reevaluate and I decided that I wanted to be a wife I really did I wanted to be in love I, I, I loved being in love and so I wanted to find somebody but I was conflicted on how I live in a very small town and I decided to try online dating again I had done it in the past but I decided to give it a shot again and that's where I met Nathan's father and we both are very passionate people we love hard when we meet someone and we're interested it's all in to the point of almost too much and I think that it almost scared me that he was so passionate um, and there were some other flaws that, again, out of respect for him, I'm just not gonna get into, but I just felt it was not a compatible match. So I broke things off. It started and stopped very quickly. The entire relationship was began and ended within a month. And so I didn't know I was pregnant. I ended up breaking up with him, and two days later, I get a phone call from my ex-boyfriend that I hadn't heard from in six months. And I get the spiel that every girl would love to hear when they're still in love. You know, the, I miss you, I would do anything to have you back and just give me a chance to prove it to you. And so I said, okay. And the next day he was at my front door and I let him in and I let him into my heart and I let him into my home and I let him into my bed. And that was the first time in my life that I had willingly slept with multiple people in the course of just a couple days. And a couple weeks later, I found out that I was pregnant. Needless to say, my ex had taken off again He had decided that he was happier back where he went to. And so I was left completely alone and pregnant. And I reached out to both the men. I told Nathan's father and I did believe in my heart that it, or my gut, I should say. I believed in my gut that it was him because me and my ex had tried for so long and we did not have success. It's not that we really tried, but I was always told I could not have kids, so I never really used protection, and we never got pregnant. So I had a feeling it was Nathan's father, but my heart wanted it to be my ex-boyfriend because as selfish as it is, and I know this sounds terrible, but I wanted some reason to keep him in my life I wanted some reason for me to say you can't leave me and hindsight I know that is wrong and I've done years of therapy to work that out and I am so glad now that he was not the father but that entire nine months I was not sure and both men did not want to be involved Nathan's father told me that since I did not want to be with him, he did not want to be involved with the baby in any way, shape, or form. And my ex-boyfriend said he doesn't want to be involved in the pregnancy, but if it turns out to be his, he will fight me for half-custody, and that'll be that. So once Nathan was born, I did a DNA test, and we found out that it was his father. I do want to quickly share his birth story though because I feel like that has a major factor in me becoming mama as well. Um, After going through nine months of pregnancy alone and going to all the doctor's appointments alone, granted, my mom did come with me to most of them. My grandma came with me to some of them. Um, Nathan's father's mom even came to a couple of appointments and was present at the birth she was involved in the very beginning I, I won't get into why she's not anymore but she was involved at first and so at his birth it was my mom my grandma my sister and Nathan's dad's mom and I was induced because Nathan was a very big baby and I was having health problems they wanted me to be induced two weeks early so I headed in on a Friday night and it was October 11th of 2019 I ended up going in and having the cervidil pill inserted into my vagina at 7 about 8 o'clock it was about 8 o'clock at night They did another round of the cervidil a couple hours later, and then my water broke, which was very fast. They were not expecting my water to break that quick. I was not dilated at all, and so I ended up spending 22 hours in labor after that, which is not very good for the baby to be out of water for so long. Uh, There is a risk of infection if the baby is out of water for so long. And so when my doctor told me to start pushing, I pushed for two hours and I developed an infection. My heart rate hit over 200 beats per minute. I developed a temperature of over 104 degrees and Nathan and I were both at risk of dying. We had to be wheeled back into the operating room and have an emergency C-section performed, which my mom was present for and it was the scariest night of my life I will never forget when they removed him from my stomach I could not hear anything I thought I would hear him cry but that was not the case and I kept on saying why do I not hear my baby no one would answer me and my mom was blocking Nathan from my view and the look in her eyes was pure fear mixed with sorrow. I, I will never forget the look in her eyes. And looking back, she says that she was just praying because she really thought that he was gone. And he was, he, he wasn't breathing for almost two minutes and they ended up reviving him. Um, they brought him next to my face and I was able to go cheek to cheek with him, but I was not able to hold him, and they took him to the NICU after that. So my first few hours as a mom, when I was supposed to be holding my baby and enjoying those first few moments you know, of cuddling and bliss that they warn you about, uh, prepare you for, I ended up being wheeled back to my room alone where I got to cry myself to sleep, feeling like a failure, feeling like I failed as a mother, feeling like I failed my baby, feeling like my baby was scared and alone and that he hated me already. And it sucked. It was a terrible feeling, but I was so, so exhausted. Probably the tired most tired I've ever been in my life like the the feeling of exhaustion is incomparable to anything else after giving birth so I ended up crying myself to sleep and I remember waking up and the first word to leave my lips was Nathan and the nurse was there and she said your baby's okay he's right down the hall and I immediately went to stand up and felt like something had run me over like a semi truck had run me over um, if you don't know a c-section is extreme abdominal surgery it it's not a light surgery in any way shape or form but I did not want to use a wheelchair I'm a very stubborn strong independent woman so I ended up using the wheelchair as a crutch and walked myself down the hallway down to the NICU And if you are a NICU parent, you know how each and every one of those steps feels like a mile as it is. So combine that with just having abdominal surgery and it was the longest trek of my life, but the prize and the destination was so worth it. I saw the most beautiful baby waiting at the end of the hall for me. And he didn't look miserable. He didn't look scared those NICU nurses were on top of it they were helping him and my heart just felt instant relief and I knew then that was the moment that I knew that God has been watching over me this entire journey I knew before I've had moments before but seeing him protecting that little baby my little baby That's what just wrapped it all up for me. And since that moment, that is what has helped me as a single mom be able to just trust that we're okay. Me and Nathan are going to be okay. We don't need a man. We don't need one. I want one someday. Maybe not right now, but someday, yes. I would love to be a wife. I would love to have Nathan have a father. And for those of you wondering, no, his father has still not met him. But right now, I am perfectly content just being Mama and Nathan. So, that is the story and my journey of becoming Mama. And after I ended up taking that little baby home and recouping, I was getting ready to go back to work and a global pandemic hit. I was not expecting that. I don't think any person on this planet was expecting for there to be a pandemic, right? But I had just given birth to a baby. I was a single mom. I had no idea what the hell I was doing. I was living with my grandparents and trying to get out on my own and find a new job and get, a, get all my stuff together, get my ducks in a row. And all of a sudden it all came to a halt and my world just instantly became a bubble i sat at home with nathan all day every day watching tv and playing on the floor with him and that was it i felt safe i felt secure but i didn't realize that i was developing postpartum depression i thought that postpartum depression meant that you didn't love your baby i thought that postpartum depression meant that you were a bad mom that you didn't want your child that You were just a sad, sad person. I didn't realize that postpartum depression could just be a lack of motivation, a lack of willpower, or just the simple desire to just want to stay safe in your own secluded bubble and not go anywhere because you're just too afraid. Because you're just so afraid of something bad happening to your baby. But then I started remembering that I have this trust in my higher power, that I have this strength inside of me of I have lived through so much already and I want to be able to show this little boy that the world is not something to be afraid of whether there's a global pandemic thrown at us or not we can overcome anything and that's where the idea of Mama Don't Break started so I ended up going to therapy I ended up first going to my doctor who suggested therapy Start going to therapy and working on my mental state because your mental state plays a huge role in your physical state but I had to go to my doctor not just for postpartum depression but also for my weight you guys wanted to know about my weight so here we go after giving birth to Nathan I weighed 263 pounds before giving birth to Nathan I weighed about 173 I gained that much weight with that kid he was a big boy and I like to eat a lot as it is but when I was pregnant I ate a lot a lot a lot so when I was in the midst of my postpartum depression I was noticing I was not not healthy I was gaining all this weight and I just felt Gross, I felt unhealthy like it was just not a good state to be in so when I went to my doctor and I explained the postpartum depression I explained I was feeling this way about my body and stuff she suggested I go to counseling I start exercising start working on my you know my health and we'll go from there so I did and about two months later I returned to her and I said look I am Eating better now. I am exercising, which I was. I had started exercising and working out every day. Well, every other day. I won't lie to you and say every day. But I was exercising for the first time in a long time. But I wasn't seeing any results at all. I wasn't losing a single pound. But since I had given it some time and I was actually doing a plan that we had discussed, she decided to go ahead and do some blood work and see. If there was any underlying issues to why I was not losing any weight and it turns out that I had developed prediabetes during that postpartum depression period so we were able to work with it we put me on medication it was metformin to help my body start processing sugar again and once I started taking that my body was able to kick into gear And that's when I started seeing results from the working out, the eating right, and then now combining the metformin. I lost a total of 50 pounds in six months, the first six months. And then from there, it slowed down for a little bit. And I don't think I lost much for the next month. But then after that, it hit super fast. And I think I dropped 30 pounds in two months. And then I plateaued again. And then I dropped another 20. So... It has been a very st- steady climb I guess you could say since I found out about my health and that's why I think it is so important to stay on top of your regular doctor visits because after Nathan was born I went to my postpartum visit I had one but after that I did not go to any doctor's appointments and I just, I don't know why I didn't make any for myself. I was so concerned with my newborn. I made sure he got to every appointment, but I didn't worry about myself and what I needed to do. And that's why now I'm such an advocate for mothers still putting themselves first once in a while. There's nothing wrong with that. You are not selfish for putting yourself first, Mama. If you're not taking care of you, you cannot take care of your baby to the best of your abilities. So please take care of yourself. So with that, I really hope that you guys were able to learn a little bit about me. And I hope that if you have any more questions that you want to know about me, you feel free to email me at that at email address that I mentioned, break at gmail.com. Again, though, I just want to thank each and every one of you for being on this journey with me. This is just the beginning for Mama Don't Break. I just started this journey in April and it has grown a lot faster than I thought it would. And I'm humbled and just grateful and truly blessed to talk to each and every one of you. I am meeting some amazing people from all over the world and it's truly just inspiring and really helps motivate me to know that I'm not the only one in this journey that we call life. You know, we are all going through this stuff. COVID hit and all of our worlds were turned upside down. I'm not ignorant enough to think that I am the only person that has had my entire life change because of this pandemic. I know that Each and every one of us could tell a story about how this pandemic has changed us. So I feel like why not use something so drastically negative and turn it into a positive in any way we can. Yes, it is a terrible, terrible crisis that happened to our world. But if we could all just become a little bit better of people because of it, If we could all become a little bit kinder to each other because of it. If we could all start connecting with each other a little bit more because of it. I wouldn't say it makes it all worth it. But at least then there's a good outcome from it. And I feel like that's what is happening now. I feel like we're finally over that major dip of sadness and initial shock of the pandemic and now we're starting to climb out and become stronger from it and i don't know i I, for some reason i'm thinking of the situation from jersey shore the comeback is always greater than the setback you know i just feel like we could all use this experience that we've been through the last year and a half two years gosh it's been a while has it been a year it's been a year and a half feels like forever but we could use the last year and a half to just make our lives better, make our futures brighter and help each other. I hope each and every one of you gain something from this episode today. I hope that you can all treat each other with a little bit of kindness. Don't be judgy to each other. Know that we're all human, we all make mistakes and just try and grow from your mistakes, you guys. I don't ask that you don't make mistakes. All I ask is that you grow from them when you do. And I love each and every one of you. And I hope to see you back here next time.